Hello, Talking Shop listeners. It's your host, Brian. A couple quick announcements. The first is that I did not know the date of the next podcast when we were recording the show, and it is May 4th with the incredible Rick Walker, so do check that out. The next is I apologize for a couple of technical issues with this podcast. Kristen's mic a few times was not working correctly. Uh, We did our best to pick her audio up from other sources, so hopefully you can hear And a big thank you again to my sound tech, Omar, for all of his help there. The video of the set I did with Kristen and Amy will be posted sometime after this podcast goes out, so keep checking back on brianmgray.com slash podcast. And finally, some people still ask me, why should I come to Talking Shop live? And here's a little sample of what is typically cut out of the podcast that you miss if you don't come live. I have a little cool. thing that I have to say, but it's over there, which okay, is the worst for me. Do you want me to go get it? Yeah. Okay. Can you grab this a little? Oh, but okay. your take, yours takes the longest to get no, off. No, no, no. Nice. Uh, it's on like a note card that's an actual note card. Uh, oh, it might not be that one. Yeah, the other one. I should have gone. No, like another big one. Oh, man, I really like should have gone. <laughs> Uh, yada, 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 yada. You're, you brought the right one. I'm so sorry. Uh, thank you all so much for being part of Talking Shop. See what fun and amazing things you miss if you don't come to the live show. So do that. And without further ado, Talking Shop with Kristen and Amy. for coming out to the second ever Talking Shop podcast. Yeah. Super jazzed about it. Um, My guests tonight are Amy Rowe and Kristen Shear from uh, Philadelphia Improv Theater and uh, the Magnet Theater and a bunch of other places. Uh, Amy Rowe and Kristen Shear. They're not... Don't... Don't... Sorry. I... That sounded like you coming out, but don't come out yet. Just yeah. pretend like I didn't say that. I just felt like they should applaud for your names. Okay, we can just happen. Okay, good. Uh, I, because I, you guys, you just, you can still listen because it's hard to hear with the door closed. So I first met Amy and Kristen when they came to Pittsburgh to perform. Uh, we did like a intrastate. Okay, no, but I'm still. In a minute, I'll say your name again, and then then you come out. Okay. <laughs> So they, they came to Pittsburgh in 2011 to perform. We did like an intrastate improv flip with uh, Philly Improv Theater. And uh, they taught a workshop and did a show. And I was so incredibly amazed at their connection with each other and just the fluidity of their show and the 
eloquence with which they spoke about it. Uh, we, okay, no, I am talking about you, but then I'll say specifically your names. Uh, and uh, I'm really just so honored to welcome them uh, to the stage tonight, not yet, to discuss what makes them tick uh, and to attempt uh, to hold my own in the Chris and Amy show, which is not going to be hard. I said your name, but that's not yet. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris and Amy. delight. Awesome. So that was the awesome. show. Yeah. Joke and a half star. Oh, sorry. Oh, man. Oh, blew your load. <laughs> Getting right in there. Um, so the Chris and Amy show has been chosen as the official selection at improv festivals 22 times by my count and recently oh, wow. won best improv group by without. Uh, what do you think make, is so, makes the show so popular and continue to thrive so much? Mm-hmm. Well, it's, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. it's really hard to answer. <laughs> For one thing, humbly. <laughs> we're, really, we're really apt at knowing when we're supposed to come out on stage. <laughs> I know that's a really big struggle for a lot of people, but yeah, we've we'll got it right. to a, down to a science. Most of the time. Um, <laughs> I think what I really love about our show and what I what I, I I hope that other people love about our show is um, that we are such good friends and that we have like a real connection and a real love and that um, I don't know when we take the stage that I think that that plays out and I think that's what I think what other people want to see and what other people kind of connect with. I hope. Yeah, that. I mean it's it's really true that like when people are having fun, they kind of are fun to watch. And I always have fun with Amy because um, yeah. she's so fun to play with. <laughs> I know that that word gets used a lot in improv, but I really genuinely can't find a better word for um, my experience with her. And sometimes that fun comes in all kinds of different packages, very serious scenes, very lighthearted scenes, some things that are not scenes at all. Just, <laughs> it's just us yeah. like, literally playing. But I, I also think... On, in the landscape of what's happening. Um, it's not like we do something uh, that's entirely uh, original to us. Other people do these organic transitions that we do, but mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if I've seen a lot of it lately mm-hmm. uh, with, with duos. So uh, that might be another aspect. Hi guys, I'm going to jump in real quick to let you know we had a little bit of technical difficulty with Kristen's mic. She's basically saying here that this is another aspect of their show that might be a little bit different from other duos you might see. Let's jump back in. So I've been hanging out with you guys a little bit and I do feel like, like, do you think that the kind of uh, way that you do your show affects like how you just hang out or just how you hang out is just how you do the show or can you like separate that? Yes to both. (laughs) Yes to both. The, that our show is very much a reflection of, of like Amy plus Kristen, like what our personalities are when you put them together. Yeah, we're really, really silly. silly, like, <laughs> uh, don't step on a crack, break your mama's back, walking down a sidewalk, always doing something like, like really active. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, in our brains. Yeah. Uh, your show is also very physical. Uh, I, I, I've seen. Uh, your show in the past where you're like crawling on top of each other 
even here tonight where you uh, have these like just very different physical postures and stuff that you do. Um, were you guys always physical performers or is that something that's kind of unique to this show for you? I, I was always a very, very physical performer and I believe you were too. Yeah. I think that that's something that we, oh yeah. I think, uh, I think I'm a very, I'm a very physical person and I think you are too. We're very expressive. I mean, I, I think one of the ways to get out of your head is to get into your body yep. and into what's going on. And yeah. so I really lose myself in, in the act of doing, um, which I think is, I mean, that's very freeing for me. If I'm just standing there and thinking, it's very quickly going to, um, be a well that runs dry. <laughs> so I love to do and I love to play. And so it's, this is what's fun. Yeah. You also, the, you have a nice way of making that physical still so real. Like in a lot of the shows I've seen, like there was one scene tonight with the, um, I'm going to forget his name, this like disfigured man on the island. But like, oh, it's like, <laughs> Kristen. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's right. He had a great name <laughs> too, though. It was uh, Borg. 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 Yeah. 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 But like, it's, it's it not sounded only. sounded a lot like the nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> but it's not only like a, a physical choice, but it's also like it, it informs uh, some, some like real human scene work. And is that something that you feel like you've like care a lot about or been able to work on or is that just like the nature of how you like it's it's not like you're just being a weird posture just to be goofy mm -hmm. which could be the way like you guys are goofy people but it's not like <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to be a big goofball on stage you yeah know what I, mean? I think that for me it always starts in the body and starts in a feeling and then like evolves to the higher order thinking mm -hmm. um like the the emotional flavoring of things and like the way that things feel and the way that I'm like carrying myself always is like the first thing and then like names and details and everything else kind of comes from that and is informed from that. Um, like a lot of the pictures of me doing improv look the same and this is, this is for the audience that's here and maybe someone can't really hear this and appreciate this but like all the pictures of me doing improv is, are like this. <laughs> so I just made like a bear face. Like, kind of, yeah, it's a bear. <laughs> yeah, it's like a cross it's between a, a bear, bear. It's a and bear a shocked bear that's been walked yeah. in on. A goblin. Yeah. So, so that's where I start, and then I try to ground that as quickly as I can. Yeah. yeah. I, I find that you guys also play a lot of like-minded characters. So certainly not exclusively. Is that something that you try to do, focus on, or that just kind of comes out of how you play? I think that that's a reflection of, of the fact that we're both pretty like-minded people. <laughs> and I think that we're also both very like agreeable people in general. Yeah, like it comes also as a function of these um, transitions where we, we connect yeah. with each other Start and mirror each other. Mm -hmm. So often like we'll hop off the train in a really fun place for both of us and that, that kind of means that we're, we're in the same body and voice. But, uh, there have been, you know, many times where, you know, I'll get off the train earlier than Amy does and she lands in a completely different place. And that's really fun, too, because she can do whatever she wants, you know, on stage. And I, I'm just there to support it. So um, it's, 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 it's cool. Yeah, but it, uh, often fun for us is these mirroring characters. And it's a really quick way to agreement as well. And for so some people here on the podcast might not have seen your show ever. And there are like the edits are sometimes a whole almost mini scene but sometimes just kind of an organic 
Um, I'm describing them. You could, but uh, but how? So like, when you say you might jump off the train first, is there ever? A, so there's a moment where you kind of decide. I'm inspired to move into this next scene, yeah. but then you kind of follow that at whatever pace you guys get there. Yeah, I mean, we could get off at the same station, or you could get off, and then I could get off like later. I mean, this is like this is starting to sound like the sex important etiquette. thing is that we get off. <laughs> <laughs> That's the important thing is the that we're thing is everybody gets off. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, because it, well, even if it's like, even if we're doing like an organic transition and you get off at one station and I get off at the next, like, you know, we're still coming from the same train, so yeah. to speak, you know, and we're getting off in the same general region. So there's no prescribed or, or prescriptive element to the transition. It can be, you know, movement-centered, voice-centered. It can be a sounds-like or a looks-like kind of game. And, uh... Amy could stay in a scene while I move out of it, mm -hmm. or um, we can both move out of the scene together, which is kind of what happened tonight. But it, it's really just that trust of like, whatever you know, happens, we can you'll do be whatever okay. we want. If someone wants to move on and go go find something else, that's great. Mm -hmm. You know. Uh, I have so let's do one more question about your show, and we'll move on. But uh, in in a lot of your PR and interviews you've done. Uh, well, just at least in the PR for your show, uh, you refer to yourself as total babes <laughs> well, yeah. in your show right. as yeah. an undeniably girlish romp. That's a quote. <laughs> uh, do you uh, do you see your show as like a particularly female show, and does that have an impact on the show in any way, or is that just kind of like this is how we get people to come see well, it? <laughs> you know, sex sells. No, but I I kind of see it as being really feminine. I mean, I think we play a lot of characters that are all over the place, but um, I, I guess I kind of like see, and it's not like there aren't tons of men doing that, this stuff out there too, but like this like connection and like best friendship that we have and like girlish kind of fun, like we have <laughs> that kind of character to us. Our friendship has that character and we're like silly, but in a girly kind of like silly young way. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think that... Um, because it comes from two women, then it's automatically defined as feminine, even though I play a lot of dudes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We I, do that. I, yeah, both of you guys play, I, I, I mean, like a lot of male characters, which is, yeah. I, I'm always playing a female character. But I think, I mean, it's interesting you say that too, because I feel like if people look at a duo group that's two guys, they don't be like necessarily in their mind, they're like, that's probably such a masculine show. Uh huh. Um, so like, is it like, so it's, I don't know. I think, just think it's. Right. Yeah, no, I, I think, I don't know. It, we, it, maybe that definition also comes a little bit from what we've heard mm -hmm. from our audience. I mean, not, again, it's, it's hard to discuss like humbly, but I, I can't tell you how many times after our show, and we've been so thankful to hear it, that women will come up and say, it's so awesome to see like two girls just up there kicking ass, you know? And, and uh, I, I don't think it's, it's, uh, I don't think it's necessarily rare in the improv world, but yeah, we get that comment a lot. Um, mm -hmm. So it, I don't know if people are especially hungry for that kind of thing, you know, to see, to see just women improvising with a full sense of who they are, you know, and mm -hmm. I'm really lucky to play with someone like Amy who's just kind of, well, we can go anywhere, we can do anything, we have the power to do that. So. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's really encouraging to us to hear things like that from our audience. 
and uh, we're really happy to play for anyone. You know? Yeah. Uh, well, so let's talk about some things people say about you. Uh, <laughs> my nice segue. Uh, <laughs> So uh, I, I want to talk just in general about how you guys play either with Chris and Amy or in general. Um, so Amy, you were described by... Whoa, we haven't we, heard of these ahead of time. We don't know. <laughs> it's not like that groundbreaking. But you were described by a fellow performer as an energy player who is playful but grounded in real shit going on in the world. Ooh. Um, which I think is really interesting. I think it's okay. not some. Like, I can't think of a player who I would necessarily say that about. Um, like, is that kind of how you, you see yourself? And, and, and I'm interested in, like, how you kind of can think of bringing that real, true, whatever mm-hmm. is going on into your, into your work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that it's always there. I think that um, the way that I tend to think about the world and the way that I tend to play are really grounded and, like, I mean, what what the hell isn't grounded in this? But I guess, like, in the human experience, because I spend a lot of my time as a therapist, like, sitting in a room talking to people, and, um, you know... Some heavy stuff. Yeah, so, so some heavy stuff, like, you know, loss of people in your lives, like, extreme violence, like, all these things. And I think that I spend a lot of time, like, thinking about that. And I think... Um, yeah, just like finding the humor and finding the humanity and finding the good in anything, you know? And I think that that's a huge part of how I see the world. So that, that makes sense. Thanks, fellow player. <laughs> Thanks, anonymous fellow player. I didn't, I didn't get their players. names. Uh, <laughs> did you, uh, do you think that in general that, that, so like you taught a workshop this weekend called Listen Like a Therapist. Mm-hmm. Are there a lot of ways that either your, your therapy informs your improv or I guess your improv informs your therapy outside of this... Yeah. Really amazing one, I guess. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I think that a lot of how I tend to think about people, you know, when I am doing therapy and also when I'm thinking about characters or thinking about people that I'm playing with, like in an improv kind of context, is like what's going on in the moment and what our relationship is and what's there um, rather than necessarily like the content of what's going on or like what's being spoken or what's like explicitly being said. I think that I'm really like focused on, on like the experience and taking in what, what a person is giving me. So I think that that skill is just constantly being honed in one context and then like translated over to the other and back and forth. Yeah. Like, you know, like, t- like tennis, <laughs> like tennis, <Yeah>. really. <laughs> uh, love it. Uh, Kristen, you said in an interview with phillyimprov.com that uh, you want to show the audience a good time, uh, <laughs> which I, I love, and it's kind of what you were saying earlier. Um, Girlish but- wrong. <laughs> I did not make that sexy. Um, I did. Uh, but so, I mean, I go wonder how, like, how do you keep that in your, like, that sense of play and fun for each other or other groups you do, like... Like, is that in the forefront of your mind? Or, like, how do you kind of keep that sense for you while you're, while you're working? Well, you know, you, you can't really ever lose sight of the fact that people have uh, come out to see a show. And uh, comedy, for me, even as someone who performs it, is like a wonderful escape from, you know, the day-to-day. And for the people who come to see it, you imagine that, they, you know, I don't want them walking away saying... 
well, that was a bad time. <laughs> uh, right. I really want them to enjoy themselves. Um, and I, I, I can't totally control that, but you know, I really do think of part of what we do as a service. Uh, like as, as a, <laughs> I don't mean to sound, uh, you know, in any other way, but yeah, it's like people pay to come and see, uh, to see a show and out of deference to that, I want to do the best job that I can have a, show them a good time. And specifically, like when you're, when you're working, like, is there a process or thought or like a philosophy that you have that kind of keeps that like yeah, this is what I can do on stage to kind of make sure that people are having fun, or is it more just like your general thought about how you put together a, a show or like... I definitely want to go after what's fun, uh, what's fun to play on stage because I think if you're, having, uh, if you're having fun on stage, then you're probably fun to watch. I, uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, for me, it's a lot of it is in the eyes of my partner. It's just like... Yeah, let's let's go after this, or you know. Um, so Amy listens really well, so she she can pick up on any any little thing that I want to do, you know, with her. Um, so it's just awesome to have uh, in a, in a performance partner. Uh, yeah, I can't believe we're running out of time, but <gasps> I'm going to get this one question here as well. So you both perform with a, a variety of different groups in addition to the Chris and Amy show. Hey yo! Uh, mm-hmm. at, at Philly Improv Theater, Magnet, Philly N Crowd. I'm probably missing a bunch, but um, do you find that you're like so? These philosophies, the way that you you think about the work, is that informed by different philosophies of different places or other workshops and things that you've taken, or is it you kind of have this amalgam of ideas? Like, how do you kind of put the ideas from these places together? Mm-hmm. I think that. Um I always try to be as adaptive and open as possible to like any kind of situation that I'm in. You know, what what my team wants to work on or whoever is like coaching or directing like a project that I'm a part of. Um, But I also have to say that like everything that I've been a part of, you know, in hindsight has been really open to what my perspective has been. And I think that was a really, really great part of um, like performing so much in Philly and like really coming up in Philly is like the room for lots of different perspective and the room for lots of different ideas to kind of be brought to the table and not, you know, one specific philosophy or way of of doing things to kind of be like, you know, king or something. And I love that a lot about the magnet in New York where I perform a lot. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I like all those different, the fact that I guess especially when I was learning in Philly, like taking different teachers and like different workshops all over the country and studying in New York, like being able to take all these different things and like, you know, build what made sense for me. Um, For me, it's about working with people. Um, You know, just being like a sponge and really just supporting what they want to do. Like, I think at the heart of improv is... No, you have the power to make whatever you want to make, and I'm here to help you do it. Um, so, yeah, like I've had the opportunity to work with a lot of really awesome people, either as a student or as a teacher, and it's just cool. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna do some improv. I I took a few notes, and I think I'm I'm not ready, but okay. we're gonna try to do the Chris and Amy show. 
the Amy and Kristen show, and I'm just like shoved in there. Okay, um, great. If is there a quick? So like, I have a few things. I'm gonna try to do the edits with you guys. Yep. Some real heavy stuff. Start okay. with my physicalization. Okay. Get to my mind. Okay. Is there anything else you can point me to? Do you, do you have a vagina? <laughs> I've been working on it. Everybody in this show has one. <laughs> I know. Like, is it is it possible for me to? I don't um, know. No, you know what? Like, it's just we're gonna, we're gonna work with it. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we, you know what? I don't know what that means. <laughs> Not everyone's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> we're here to show you a good time.
station near. <laughs> Space station near. Uh, we still <laughs> Space station near, is that you? I think I see her on the radar. She said she'd be on this time. I don't... You don't think something's wrong, do you? I don't think anything's wrong. Because if something was wrong... If something was wrong with the space station... Miranda's the only fun one in the space station. (laughs) (laughs) Space station near, come in. Space station Aquarius. Hello? Yeah, oh, 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 we were so worried. Miranda. Don't give us a scare. Tell, tell me a joke. You always have the only jokes in here. <laughs> we were really worried you wouldn't be back. I was so worried. Okay. Thanks, <laughs> one. Uh, was that? Uh, what did the strawberry say to the zebra? No, none of us know. How would we know what a strawberry just, would say to a zebra? Strawberry says to the zebra, You ever touch my fucking life again, I'll fucking kill you. Miranda. You're such a kid. So it's weird because what would a strawberry say to a zebra? No, I haven't seen a strawberry in years. My my kids sent a picture of a zebra. Oh yeah? Yeah, I drew it in the Well it's not a real picture then. Miranda, we need you to lighten it up in here. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love some biting satire. You guys really? No, no, I don't. <laughs> Sorry, I'm yeah. just. Can I try a joke? Yeah. Are people open to that? Oh, yeah. Sure. It's sure. not a joke so much as I'm just gonna pretend to be Bill Maher. Okay. Sure. You know, my kid, my kid once sent me a video. It's not. Okay. Bill Maher did. Videos are real. But he, he kind of animated it. Oh. Um, <laughs> it was Bill Maher's audio. No, it was a bastardized video. <laughs> that one. I want what? that one. Yeah. I, uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, that's what I want. I'll give it to you, but I don't know that you really want it. No, I definitely want that one. Okay, it is accursed. <laughs> This one's a curse. It's so cursed. And that makes it even more desirable. Okay, but Because I'm giving it to my ex-wife. You're... <laughs> she's right there. She knows she's gonna be accursed. You... You, you play with fire, you're all gonna get burned. That's all I'm saying. That's 50 cents. Uh, oh, absolutely. That is a price I can handle. Thank you very much for your fine box. And uh, my wife has given you her ring. That's perfect. That's great. Uh, just go ahead, take that in exchange for the vase, and thank you very much. I don't know, you know what you're messing with here. 
In this shop, if you give a ring, that means you're married to a ghoul. <laughs> gonna have to marry one of our ghouls. <laughs> Whatever happens, if I walk out of this shop still not married to this woman, I'm happy. Okay? okay. Alright? I don't know why I continue to spend time with her and meet her demands even after we have long settled our marriage no, no, vow. No, just I'm she still after. <laughs> She's a gum chewing, lying, backstabbing, no eyelash having whore. Okay? Hey, it's seems... weird. No eyelashes, isn't that weird? No, I ain't trying to. Seems it'd be hard for her to attract men that way. Yeah, men with eyelashes. <laughs> Can I help it if I'm into an eyelashes too? You know what? You know what? If I want to, if I can get, <laughs> get out of here, I'm just gonna give you oh another God. couple jars. Yes. Babe, that's hot. That's pretty hot. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got distracted because my wife is having sex with a golden. I don't know my face. Hey, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
require is for you to know who you're I'm in HR and I'm just like ready to do the paper. Yeah, so we can just belt out one
mind. I was like, this guy totally listens to Huey Lewis, and then I immediately could not. Think I of love that. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah, Huey that's Lewis fine. The news you can perfect. still listen to Huey Lewis on the news and not know. I have like that as soon as he says like they've sung everything. Like yeah, I, I know really I know a Huey Lewis song. Yeah. yeah. Somebody and I I was arguing with somebody about this the other day. They were like Huey Lewis wasn't big and I was like <laughs> Huey Lewis was huge. They uh, were huge. So big. Uh so what did you guys what did you guys think of the set? Was that have you got have you played with a third person before the Amy person show? Yeah, actually, our very first our very first show. of the show. Shout out to uh, Mike Mr. Marbach. Mike Marbach. Uh-huh. Um, he mm. played in with us. It was actually a really fun set. Nice. Um, Another non-vagina haver. Well, we should have uh, known right away that it was going to yeah. just be us because the joke was, let's never let Mike talk. <laughs> Like it was just like it was a fun idea that we had, yeah, <laughs> and a cruel like, one. Wouldn't it be funny slash cruel to call it the Amy and Kristen Joe? Be like, hey everybody, I'm Amy. This is Kristen, and Mike would be standing there. And we would never <laughs> like, let him. Like, this is the Amy and Kristen show, and he would like the plan was for him to be like, and we would just cut him off at every time. Yeah, that's pretty great, actually. Um, cool. I, I mean, I I found it uh, like I a few times just was like. Are we all three in every scene? And then I was like, maybe, maybe not. And then we don't know. I know we don't. Well, and then you you left, and I was like, maybe I should not. I don't know. Uh, but I did try to be more physical, and that was fun for me. And I tried to just do uh, a lot of stuff and not know what it was, which was also fun. Yeah. Um, but I don't. It, it was probably like you guys are probably like, oh, this guy. No, no, it was great. No, no, it's great. Um, yeah, I was thinking of, uh, while we're, we're going to chat a little bit, but if you guys have questions for Kristen and Amy um, in general about anything or about the set we did, uh, you can maybe start, wa- or like one person at least can go up to that mic, mm. and you'll be able to ask them a question. Like a That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, and actually, we started a little late, so I don't know how long we have, but okay. a little bit of time. Okay. Um, yeah, I was, because th- like from the very first because I was trying to remember them as we went through, but from the very first scene, I was like, not in this fun little game. I did feel terrible about being an Italian who liked pizza, but um, but it was like I love this like little like phys- Like I think you guys are so open to just let's just get close and yeah and yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That was fun for me. You don't have to worry about liking pizza. <laughs> yeah, we're just so trite, show. I guess. <laughs> it's like. Uh, yeah, I, I liked I liked where we started. Um, uh-huh. It was kind of yeah, a surprise cool. to me when the lights come up, and it's always a, a surprise to me where we are. Yeah, where we are, <laughs> where we are when the lights come up. For instance, there's one show actually that we did just recently, where the suggestion was gummy bear, and I I moved <laughs> to play I a 12 year old with a gummy bear stuck in her braces, and so I was complaining about that to a to a scene to a scene partner that wasn't necessarily there. And then I look at Amy, and she's standing <laughs> like this. Amy was playing a giant gummy bear. <laughs> gummy bear. And so that's just so delightful. And as soon as I realized it, I pretty much just, like, I was so filled with joy. I was just like, this is great. And yeah. we continued to, we, yeah. we continued that set. We, we explored the life of but whatever yeah so I love it when the lights come up and we I don't know you know you were there yeah that was that Amy was over there and it was yeah it was it was neat Mm -hmm. I hope me too Uh, let's take a question hey 
which is pretty fun. I mean, you and I have been playing together for like three years now. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, three years. And um, so we can talk to that experience. Um, but I've been playing on a team for like two and a half years, at least once a week. Um, and something that we decided to do a couple months ago, well, first of all, we always, I don't think we've had a coach or a director for more than like six months or something. And we've always kind of like brought in different people to have different perspectives. And that's been really cool. Um, another thing that we started to do was, um, and this is kind of fun, is like at the end of our show one week, because we play every Wednesday, we'd say like, can we get a suggestion um, of a form? Like, and, and you know, we've got uh, sriracha sauce, um, the, the, infinite, the garden of infinite forking paths, um, like all these different ones, and we would take that and then we w would workshop it over the weekend and like come up with like what is the improv form that's called Sriracha, <laughs> or like what is the improv form that's called the, the Garden of Infinite Forking Paths, and it was like that challenge of creating a show and then performing that show like every week that kind of like got things going, and mm. I think, I think like when you're together with a group of people or even like just to kind of keep going with the flow. Because, like, things stagnating, like, I kind of don't buy it. Like, I feel like people are constantly evolving and changing. So it's like, get back to, like, where you are in the same, you know. Yeah. You're in a different place. I'm in a different place than we were three years ago. And that means that you and I are in a different place. Like, if we're still doing the same show that we started doing three years ago, then we're no longer being true to who we are, you know. Right. I mean, yeah, people fall into patterns as part of what we do as human beings. Pretty much everyone here probably walks the same way to work every time, you know, like, um, but, uh, do you, I mean, do you, I mean, I do, and maybe you don't, they're but, laughing at her, uh, they're uh, laughing at me going, <laughs> uh, making faces, but, um, we, we love patterns, so there's nothing wrong with embracing them as well, I, I, I agree that you should move and change, but also, you gotta be who you are, mm-hmm, Mm -hmm. And we are apparently never-ending story because yeah, well, this is like something that's come times. up like two or three times in our show. Yeah. I think that if we had to pick a movie that would embody the Amy and Kristen show, what we do, story. and I don't, I don't think that's bad. I actually think that's pretty good. Yeah, uh, you could land on a worse movie. It's I a, think it's a good metaphor. It's a yeah. great metaphor. A never-ending story. Uh, maybe can. it's not. And, and any other questions from the crowd? All right, let's wrap it up then. I'm cool. done. Thank you all so much for being part of Talking Shop. Uh, this podcast is recorded in front of a live audience at Steel City Improv Theater, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, special thanks to Omar, Omar Ornelas for production support, Aaron Tarnow for tech, uh, Michelle Horsey for our theme song, and of course, the wonderful Kristen and Amy. Yes, for this and past episodes, please go to brianmgray.com slash podcast, and we will see you next month 
here in the same place with the date that I forgot to write down, but I'll maybe just add it into the podcast uh, with the wonderful Rick Walker will be my guest. Uh, so please come back for that, and we'll see you all next time. Thank you. Yeah, Rick Walker.